0: Packed episode of war to add to this is the 31st edition i of course am your host brent piles and with me as always is a man who is who lives across the ocean and from the future here's the ballroom brawling disco dancing down in my stretch and intercontinental playboy folks he's more over than beating a bunch of italians in a football game g.a Russell, like what, what are you doing
1: i'm doing very well thank you seems like a lifetime ago that all that happened though. the ballroom brawling disco dancing dynamite stretching
0: well it, i mean it was <laughs> it was
1: it was a lifetime ago just an old man now seeing out his side
0: well i mean you're not so old Glenn.
1: <laughs> thank you no i'll problem. take that
0: no problem Glenn. if you, do you want me to isolate that sound you can use it as your ringtone no no <laughs> i didn't think you would <laughs> Hmm. i didn't think you would um so i saw um i didn't i didn't witness it because i turned the tv off when this match was starting because i was gonna go to bed um so the judgment day won the tag team titles back last night correct
1: i don't know because i've not seen any Roy.
0: whoa never mind scratch that put it in reverse line. i don't know they might have they might not have i'm not 100 percent on that i'm mm-hmm. really not i was i was actually looking for you to confirm it so i'm not 100 percent sure if that's even true
1: no because at the moment uh
2: Oh, um, yeah, until,
1: until the end of the week, I haven't got things like Sky and uh, I'm a, internet I'm a, connection. So,
2: I'm a dumbing England, I forgot about all
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dumbing man. I forgot about that. So, I don't, I mean, I really so, don't know. I just saw something that made me think that they won them back, but I don't know 100% for sure. Yeah, um,
1: probably, probably.
0: If you do get a chance. You, Go back and watch Walter uh, and Bronson Reed. Those are two medium men slapping me right
1: there. Oh, I will. I will catch up with it by the end of the week. Also, um, I was hoping that Pretty Deadly we could get a bit of a push now. But if Judgment Day are back with the titles, that's not going to happen, is it? It's
2: just annoying.
0: Definitely not. Um, I could have definitely seen them feuding with Rhodes and, and Jay, but that's definitely not yeah. going to happen with the Judgment Day. Um, no. Um,
1: they, would, they would have been the perfect tag team to have put it back on a proper tag team.
0: It, it would have been. It would, what could have been, Glenn? What could have been? Darn it. Gosh darn it, Glenn. But maybe someday two tasty snacks and one meal deal will be the tag team champions.
2: So I'm,
1: sure I'm sure they will. Because what I saw from the... Um, you know, I managed to watch SmackDown on Friday. For anybody that did not heard the uh, Supers that Mayor super, Soup, well, uh, no, it was uh, worldwide this week. Yes. We did the, you know, I was at my mum's, so I had an internet and everything, so I was able to watch it.
0: And also, if you haven't listened to that already, go back and do it because I was pretty intoxicated. <laughs> Just slightly. <laughs> I had a couple of libations for the show that that continued during the show. And uh, yeah, I, let's just say when I when I edited that thing, I went, I don't remember any of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you certainly didn't know about the rapping because you weren't around for it.
0: I had no idea that Sugar Hill Gang Glen Abbott was going to show up, but he did.
1: <laughs> uh, make the most of it. It's not going to happen very often.
0: Yeah, exactly pal i'm usually the one trying to do some bad rapping and i did i tried to do several bad raps during that um Halloween epic watch along so make sure you we watched the chamber of horrors match like yes. an orgy <laughs> of wrestling nonsense We watched. so listen yeah. to that if you haven't already it's hilarious a
1: man gets fried by the, in the electric chair and it comes back to life like, what more do you want
0: you got For guys us. you got guys covered in uh powdered donut dust carrying your gurney. <laughs> uh, a referee with a camera on his head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And these guys it was popping something. out of coffins. It was
1: definitely something.
0: It was hundred percent something. Well, you know what else was something, Glenn, and that is Raw is War from June the sixteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. This took place in Lake Placid, New York. Um, Glenn, do you know the. Uh, do you know any special things about Lake Placid, New York?
1: Um. Is that up in New York where they had the, the, the bad weather, so they had the Winter Olympics, Lake Placid?
0: You are correct, and well, that is where they had the 1980 Winter Olympics. Uh And at the very arena that this uh raw took place at, this time it was called the Lake Placid Olympic Center, the 1980 U.S. men's hockey team upset the heavily favored Soviet Union team, 4-3, to and route, route to winning the gold medal. It is known as the Miracle on Ice. Have you, are you familiar with this one? I am, yes. Yeah, so that's uh, some big uh, historical things that happened in this arena. It's now known as the Herb Brooks Arena because it is named after the man who coached that U.S. hockey team for that gold medal. Um, if you're interested in that, uh, ESPN has a really great 30 for 30. It's called... of uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like of mice and men or something like that. And it's uh-huh. literally one of the guys who was on the Soviet Union hockey team. And it tells like their story of coming up and how and leading up to that game. It's a really, really good 30 for 30. So if you got some time, check that out. If you're interested in something like that. So that, that's really the only historical thing that happened to this arena that I could find. Nothing wrestling historical happened here. No, no.
1: It's a bit chilly, isn't it, up there? <laughs> for that sort of thing. You'd be running around in your underwear.
0: It's it's yeah, Lake plus in New York's not a good place to be run around in one, one's underwear, at least you know in the winter months. But anyway, so we get into the show, Glenn, and they inform us that apparently Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart had a backstage fight last week. <laughs> um,
1: Which, uh, uh, if you read both their biographies, is true. Yes, but it was hyped up just a bit to, for for TV, shall we say, as <laughs> as you would do with a wrestling show.
0: Yes, exactly. I mean if you watch any of the Dark Side of the Rings or anything like that, you will hear a full detailed story about what happened during this fight. Right mm-hmm. Hart ripped out a bunch of Shawn Michaels' hair. Jim Cornett still has the fucking hair to this day.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and I believe this is all stemming from Brett having a bit of sunny days, right?
1: I think that is that was exactly what it was, yes.
0: Yeah, I think this is the first time he had laid eyes. He had laid eyes on Sean in the backstage area since his sunny days coming in. uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I'm not if I'm Bret Hart, I probably would have done the exact same thing. So
1: Well There's worse things that could be said.
0: Well, it depends on what year it is. (laughs) 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 Uh, And then they tell us that Shawn Michaels now has re-aggravated his knee injury. He also has a neck injury. He'll be out of action for four to six weeks. Bret Hart also re-injured his knee in the fight, but he'll be back in just a few days, a.k.a. <laughs> meaning Shawn Michaels took his ball went home, and they suspended yeah. Bret Hart for a couple of
2: days. Well, yeah,
1: that, that is exactly what happened. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, they also let us know that, that since Steve Austin's tag team partner is currently out of commission, they will be having a tag team tournament and the winner of this tag team tournament will t- face Steve Austin and a tag team partner of his choosing um, <laughs> for the tag team championship. So that'll be interesting because as we that know, should. Steve Austin loves everybody. Yeah,
1: that should go well, shouldn't it? With the way he plays with everybody, how <laughs> way he plays with everybody.
0: Yeah, that, that cannot go out without a hitch, right? Glenn? No
2: way. No, that's right.
0: And speaking of Stone Cold Steve Austin, he must have heard all of this, so he makes his way down to the ring. And I liked how Jr. and Vince were kind of like doing like the old – I think it's your turn. No, I think it's your turn. No, I think it's your turn to interview him.
1: I was going to say, at this – Stage Austin is opening these roars more than Vince's.
0: I mean, probably more than fucking anyone. Yeah, he comes out yeah. every week, I think. So. <laughs> if, we took like a, if we took like a poll, I would say it's like 80%. So Austin's talking about the tag team tournament. He says he doesn't need a tag team partner. He never wanted one anyway. And then, of all people, Mankind shows up on the screen. I guess Mankind did not rescue him from Brian Pillman and the Hearts last week, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. And so Mankind says... um, he, he, he wants to thank Austin for giving him the finger last week Because he felt a bond between the two And he thinks <laughs> that Austin should pick him as his tag team partner Austin then tells him You know, I don't want no freak show as my tag team partner I didn't need Shawn Michaels out here with no long hair shaking his ass And I don't need no Mankind either Mankind then responds by saying Well, I already have long hair I can get earrings And I can shake my ass In fact, I've got a nice ass
2: He said Yeah <laughs>
1: Not something you'd associate with mankind.
0: No, well, I mean, usually you think of McNandy Rose, but yeah, yeah, mankind. I guess great ass. um As far as like taking bumps, he's got the perfect like big flat ass to take a nice bump on. So I mean, that's a good form him, at least. I don't know how he's gonna be shaking it. yeah I think we're gonna find out soon, though, going because Dude Love's about to show up. So then some ass is gonna commence.
1: Yes. Yeah. Within the next year. So that, but they could have done something with this, couldn't they? And then had Dude Love come in to sort of avenge mankind.
0: Well, I thought you were going to say they should have made mankind the original Mr. Ass. About about that?
2: Yeah, yeah
1: well, they were. Satisfying. thank God they didn't, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, that was, we'd be stuck,
1: stuck with rockabilly for a lot longer.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's true. Austin says, "Well, you've got a fat ass," and then Mankind says, "Well, you know what? Just think about it. Just think about me being your tag team partner. Just think about it, Steve. Come on." Um, which I don't know if I want to be tag team with the guy who just told me I had a fat ass, but not okay. fat ass. maybe get interrupted. Austin about his match with Brian Pillman. That show him being attacked by the Hearts, Mankind making the save. Austin talks about uh, stunning Kim Shamrock. Vince also tells us that each member of the Hart Foundation will be handcuffed to their wing post during the match. Uh, And Just then, Ken Shamrock comes down to the ring. He says he didn't come out there to save Austin last week. He doesn't like bullies, as we know. Shamrock, not a big bully guy. And he doesn't think that Austin's any different than the Hearts. He then challenges Austin to a match tonight, which I guess Ken Shamrock didn't hear. But Austin already has a match tonight. But whatever.
1: Yeah, but you can understand him being a bit upset. He did get stunned out of nowhere.
0: That's true. And, and Ken Shamrock's too much of a man's man to like attack him from behind or just hit him. He's going, he's more, yeah. like, I want to fight you. He's that kind of guy, you know. And Austin tells him after he beats up Brian Pillman, he'll kick Ken Shamrock's ass too. And Ken Shamrock, of course, tells then tells him it's time to knuckle up. I mean, he, 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 he. But yeah. I'm curious. You it's you, you it's another thing. Far... I'm sorry, Glenn. go ahead.
1: It's another thing they should have pulled the trigger on early by the time they did on austin and uh ken shamrock ken shamrock was well down the card and out of the picture
0: yeah that's definitely uh they definitely could have done more with Shamrock, especially when you look toward like the 1998 year definitely yeah. could have done a lot more with Shane um and like throughout the show they keep showing these fucking awesome video packages for the stone cold steve austin promo this video that they're selling
2: yeah, that
1: yeah, I did as well. It sold it
0: to me. he says you it Yeah. <laughs> Every time it was on, I'm like, fuck, where can I buy this VHS tape? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> it was just really good. Like, the way they did it, like, the black, you know, the black and white screen with him walking and the dogs barking and then, like, that. Yeah.
2: yeah. Really
1: if you've got a spare five $600, I'm <laughs> sure you can find one on eBay.
0: Check it out, Mayor. Can't maybe get one off of eBay. <laughs> I don't think he would do that. Um, we then hear from Brian Pillman. They remind Brian Pillman of him, his head being flushed down the toilet. At King of the Ring. Yes. Never um, uh, not Pillman funny. I think Vince was very funny for that.
1: <laughs> I don't, I think that's uh, I think somebody that was bullied as a. At school. I never find that not funny when somebody always has it done to
0: him. Well, especially with somebody like Brian Pillman, who deserves it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at this point in time he deserved it in this this era. Um then the hearts that you know talk about the hearts being handcuffed around the ring and he went wow. Pillman's like, Shamrock's not gonna have to worry about Steve Austin because I'm gonna take him out before he even gets a chance. Um and then Glenn we head to the first um Match in a tag team tournament when... he got
1: two really good wrestlers stuck in stupid costumes and with the worst gimmick
0: on God's earth.
1: And they put them up against Bulldog and I mean... Yeah, I... Like...
0: Okay, I get what if you want to do Bradshaw and Wyndham in a tag team, but don't make them the new Blackjacks. Make Brad them Jacks. something else. Yeah, <laughs> they
1: look so ridiculous.
0: And they did that promo before the match too, and they sounded like they sounded like guys who were trying to sound like cowboys. I mean, Bradshaw yeah. was okay, and like I love Barry Wyndham, and Barry's always been a good promo. But whatever he was trying to do here wasn't good. It was good. He seemed no. like he was aloof.
1: Yeah yeah well they're not invested in it are they you could tell you can tell during the match they're just not invested in it they have this gimmick thrusted upon them and they're just not
0: interested in it how could you not how could i mean anything in wrestling when you're the new something
2: you're fucked
1: Yeah. yeah that's it yeah especially with two hard pros like those two yeah if you've got two young lads that are just coming through and you make them the new something, that well, that's that that's there's an excuse for that. Right. But when you've got two hardened pros that have done their time and then you go and st- saddle them with the new the new bloody blackjack gimmick, well this is has been through, so it is worse.
0: Bro, we'll give them mustaches, bro yeah he probably did because he hated jbl yeah probably <laughs> which i think a lot of people do um yeah i don't know the only thing i wrote to work for this match is like barry windham and owen hart started started the match and i thought to myself man what a match barry windham and owen hart could have had like in 1989 oh my god yeah. that
1: been it
0: certainly would that would have been amazing yeah um yeah, I mean the match was what it was. It wasn't very long. I think it was like three minutes long. Owen and Bulldog um, get the win when Barry when Bradshaw looks like he's going to powerbomb Bulldog, but the referee is distracted and Owen hits a heel kick, and Bulldog gets the pin on Bradshaw. For the, uh, and so Owen and Bulldog, of course, will be moving on to the second round of the tag. I don't know who's in this tag team tournament, but I'm picking Bulldog and Owen to win because who the fuck else would win?
1: Yeah, of course. And of course, there's the usual dissension. The tag team that can't work together at the end between Wendover and uh, JBL. Uh, It's just sad. It is sad what they've done
0: to them. (laughs) Um, You wouldn't think back then that JBL would be like one of the longest reigning champions in SmackDown history. (laughs) That's right. Uh, you know, what a waste of Barry Windham! Boy, the WWF wasted Barry Windham a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. They, they. He was tearing it up in WCW and then they could take it. <sighs>
0: and then he came in he's going to be the stalker. He was the stalker earlier like in 1996 where he had yeah. fucking stupid face paint. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> We then hear from, um, well, they tell us that we're going to hear from Paul Bear and The Undertaker. Um, then they run down what happened with The Nation last week, with through you know, firing everyone but D'Lo Brown, um, and then through challenging The Undertaker and Johnson to a match this week. Uh, and we're going to find out the two new members of The Nation of Domination tonight. And I know you could probably barely sleep with anticipation of who is going to join The Nation of Domination.
1: Oh, definitely not. Uh, all you know is that they're going to be two black men
0: because he he's gonna
1: be not going to have black men in his in the nation from now on
0: look he said it we didn't say it he said they're going to be blacker he definitely said it didn't he yep, he did he absolutely said it um <laughs> uh yeah um, i'm losing it in my notes no,
1: not, okay. exactly. he says i'm going on a quest to only have black people in my crew like,
0: basically
2: yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it makes more sense that way. I mean, that's what the nation of domination was supposed to be all about, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, mean,
1: mean, why are the white crush coming out there and giving the back power salute? Wasn't a good idea, anyway.
0: (laughs) It doesn't doesn't make any sense. Uh, It didn't make any sense. so um, then we get another interview. Um, this time with uh, Shamrock, um, because tonight was fucking backstage interview night. For holy fucking sakes, they interviewed everybody twice. They did. They
2: did.
1: <laughs> this this could have gone. This could have been at least half hour off of this show.
2: Yeah. I don't know if it was scrambling
0: or what happened, but this Matt, this show felt so thrown together.
1: Yeah, I think it's because they had such short matches and the matches were uh, spoiler alert, most of the matches are quite uninteresting.
0: Yeah, there's like one good match on this thing. Yeah. No, don't don't stop listening
1: because it it does get interesting. But basically, this show is all about storytelling. Yeah. So (laughs) just bear that in mind as we go along, please. Don't I promise to try is. to be
0: as entertaining as I
2: can. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they ask you if he's ready for a guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Glenn, if I asked Ken Shamrock if he was ready for a fight, what do you think you would say?
1: Oh, no, no. I'd rather have a cup of tea with him.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, what do you think Ken Shamrock would say if I asked him if he was ready for a fight?
1: He'd say, no, I'd rather have a cup of tea. No, he would say,
0: time to knuckle up, of course. <laughs> of course he would <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he says here. He says, tell Austin it's time to knuckle up.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, big knuckle guy, that kid. Trademark. Anyway. Um, so next, we got a, a guy who's a big pig guy. That's right. Phineas Godwin is here. and He's going to be taking on the king of the ring, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And, you know, thank God he's not naked midian yet. That's all I can say about this. One.
1: Yeah. Big because- got. Not yet, mate mate naked media against not yet the king of kings, just a king.
0: <laughs> just one yeah, he's just one king right. okay. <laughs> oh, They do let us know, however, that at the In Your House Canadian Stampede Show, we were gonna get a match between Hunter, Hearst Helmsley and and uh Mankind, which should be a lot of fun. And then uh Hunter starts like pushing around the the, the guy in the ringside area who takes everybody's shit to the back. She like shuts him down and messes <laughs> up his shirt a little bit
2: can,
0: yeah. <laughs> I gotta. I'm wondering where the fuck is Ken Shamrock? Ken Shamrock hates bullies so much. Why doesn't he put
1: this? In <laughs> he's, more now, he, he, he's more interested in somebody that's out to bully the Heart Foundation than he is somebody that's out to bully the crowd.
0: Yeah, I mean. I, if anything, Shamrock should like what Austin's doing. He's bullying the bullies. So yeah, I'm very true. <laughs> and then, you know, China's, of course, roughing up Phineas a little bit while he's on the outside of the ring, and Triple H is yeah. distracting the ref. Um, Phineas got a little bit of offense, but then, you know, China ends up uh, hitting him a little bit more. And then, um, so Phineas decides to kiss China. Yeah. <laughs> What a mistake it's make. <laughs> well, I know the last time a girl was hitting me, Glenn, I just kissed her. I figured I was nah, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he probably doesn't get to kiss many girls. No, well, PRG.
0: Maybe, maybe I mean, I don't know what the, what, the, what the women's selection is like in Bitters, Arkansas. Phineas might be a, a fucking hot bachelor in Bitters, Arkansas. I don't know. That might be true, yeah. I'm <laughs> not 100%. <laughs> I don't know what the hard farmers are looking like there in Arkansas. Yeah. I know what they look like in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Phineas, of course, distracted by loves, kisses China, and then he turns right around to a pedigree and Hunter mm-hmm. far as gets the win. And then after the match, old like, Henry Godwin comes storming out to the ring, and he's pushing Phineas around, calling him a loser, and then he points right at Vince McMahon and says, this is all your fault.
1: Yeah, yeah, the the heel turn that we were all waiting for. That is, yeah.
0: Every,
1: I mean, every I mean, I was
0: everybody talks about the big feud of Austin versus McMahon. What about Godwin versus McMahon?
1: Yeah, God.
0: You know why they're so mad at him, Glenn? They came in with a different gimmick. They wanted to be pilots. They were like, "We're going to be pilots, okay, from Seattle." And Vince was like, "No, Nope. wait
2: a minute, I promise." Put
0: his overalls on. You guys are going to be hawk farmers. What do you (laughs) think? God damn it, pal. Get the overalls on. Get them (laughs) on. Where's the slot bucket? God damn it. Jerry, Jerry, piss in that slot bucket. Yeah, piss in the slot
2: bucket before he (laughs) Come on. Do it. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. Sometimes I lose myself. The
0: The next, uh, Glenn, we're going to find out what's going on with the nation. Uh, And then we come back and we find out nothing.
1: Yeah, Crook just promises again that it's going to be a bigger and more importantly blacker nation.
0: Yep, that's what the man said. Mm-hmm. That's what the man done did said. And um, somebody we alluded to earlier in the in the episode, Sonny, comes on down to the, to the ring here. She's going to be the special guest ring announcer. I'm pretty sure this is just to sell more of those the War t-shirts.
1: Yeah, and also to get Chris Candido on the bill.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. So they also had Paul E. joined on commentary of this one. They called this one an inter-promotional match. One,
1: yep. USWA versus ECW.
0: Yeah. Who was the gentleman hey. we got from USWA?
1: That's Chris Candido.
0: Yeah. Oh no, Brian.
1: Christopher. A Brian Christopher, rather. Chris Candido is ECW.
0: Jerry Lawler's son himself, Brian Christopher, and Skip, who apparently had left the WF by this point, which I hadn't. I didn't know he left, but I, I guess. Um, He's back now. Um, I, I, you think? I think this is more of them trying to push like the light heavyweight division. I think. Yes,
1: yeah, this is definitely what it was. Yeah, with uh, and also this thing about the, uh, you know, the, friction between WWF and ECW that nobody gives a shit about.
0: Right, and the whole feud with Jerry Lawler yeah. and and you know Paul e because. Um, I mean the match wasn't bad. I mean, I don't Chris Candido's a good wrestler, and so is Brian Christopher. So, like, it's not a bad match, but there's just nothing to get behind. Um, Paul Bearer tell I mean Paul Bearer. I'm so used to saying if I'm gonna say secret, I'm used to saying Paul Bearer. Paul E <laughs> tells us the big secret that uh Brian Christopher is Jerry the King of Lawler's son. Um
2: uh. brings
0: the king RVD down to the ring. They start beating on Candido until Tommy Dreamer comes in with a chair to chase them off. So
1: so, the last so basically, this is as, as riveting and as exciting as the last time ECW got involved. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 not a whole lot of substance here from this ECW stuff at all. No. Um, we then go back in the back, of course, because it's promo evening. If you're out there and you're holding a beer in your hand, Rob, I'm talking to you, take a sip. Every time uh, he interviews someone, because you'll be drinking all motherfucking night. Because that's how yeah. we did this interview people. It's Ahmed Johnson and The Undertaker. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was just Ahmed Johnson this time. I'm sorry. I can't get my promo. Yep. And And uh, he says we can do yeah, it the easy way or the Ahmed hard Johnson. way. And he says tonight, for everyone's sake, he's going to do it the easy way.
1: As if he ever does.
0: <laughs> right. Nothing about Ahmed Johnson. This season. No. And then, Glenn, we get another promo. Yep. This time it's Jim Nightheart, and they ask him about being handcuffed to the ring, and Jim starts losing his mind, saying the hearts are no criminals, but he says he's going to show us tonight that crime pays. I'll
1: tell you what, you were braver than I am that you noted down all these promos before matches started. I didn't even bother noting that.
2: (laughs) Unfortunately, it's
1: every match has somebody doing a promo before the start of it, and it's not they're not doing is it any good. They're trying to hype things up that are unhypeable. <laughs> Such a word.
0: What do you mean, Glenn? You weren't excited about the big um Jim Neidhart Gold Dust match that came up next?
1: Not really, no.
0: Well, what the heck, Glenn? <laughs> That's a big match. How could you not be? <laughs> They did a promo before the match. level. what more do you want? I oh, know.
1: <laughs> it's just another. It was another three minutes forty-five match of nothingness.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, they do another recap of what happened yeah. last week between Goldust and Shamrock and Bulldog and the Hearts. They all fought at the end.
2: Yes.
1: Sorry. Bulldog comes out. Not to make it interesting or menace. Gold dust or anything. No, to flirt with Marlena.
0: Yeah, she goes to smack him. He grabs her hand, which brings Gold Dust outside, of course. Uh then Nightheart attacks him from behind, but then like Nightheart goes for like a uh, a back body drop, but gold dust hits an uppercut and gets the three count, which was the strangest fucking ending I've ever seen.
2: Because... Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, But just gold dust does his sliding punch, pins night
1: And yeah. yeah, one of the hardest men in wrestling at this time, Jim Neidhart, has to do a job to a punch. A punch and from then, gold dust.
2: And then after the
0: matchline, they fire up the British Bulldogs.
1: <laughs> exactly, I was just coming to that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. He wasn't even involved. Apart from <laughs> with Marlena,
0: he's out there for five seconds and got his music playing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> Clearly, that's not the guy who works at WWE doing the music now because that guy knows fucking everything. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> again, yeah, yeah.
1: I've got this, I've, again, I've got no note of any promo between that and the next match. Was there anything?
0: Yep, Stone Cold, Steve Austin's going to do a promo. They asked him if he's ready for his match with Brian Pillman, and he says he's got Pillman in the hearts right where he wants them, and he's going to run through all of them. And Ken Shamrock, your ass is next.
1: Of course.
0: Okay. And then we get the whole, you know, recap of what's happened so far in the show, and then, like, the whole restart of the show with the fireworks and everything. Well, they had and to do that.
1: Well, they handcuffed all the hearts to the ring.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's the only good match of the night comes up next with Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Brian Pillman.
2: Yeah, uh, it was.
0: They come out, you know, and they're going to, you know, cuff. Wouldn't it have just been easier to make the hearts stay in the back? Because if you handcuff them to the ring, they're eventually going to get involved.
1: Yeah, that's be They're all close to the ring.
0: They're fucking right there.
1: <laughs> handcuff them to the guard rail or something if you're going to handcuff them.
0: Right. I'll just not let
1: them out there. But I know I can understand why Steve wanted the stipulation that he wanted to keep his eye on them because he's been right. jumped sometimes by them. So, yeah, I can understand that. But have them handcuffed to the guard rail and not that close to the ring. Yeah. But
0: maybe. maybe. And I guess I get it for, like, the aesthetics of it because you see them all standing out there, so I guess I understand yeah. what they do. But just thought maybe it would just been easier if you just banned them from the building. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess wrestlers always find a way in, the line, don't they? So wrestling security has bad... They have bad security at buildings. So wrestling, uh,
2: wrestling.
1: At the start of this, is, uh not one of JR's finest moments. I've got a note here Austin attacks Pillman straight away, does an atomic drop, then beats on Pillman outside and then back into the ring and then hits him with a stun gun. And Jr. at that time is his doing his usual history spewing about you know, the Bengals and what university and everything or got college or whatever Pillman went to and where yeah. Steve Austin came from and everything but what was going on in the ring
0: and like this isn't the time for that we all know about what yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin does we all know about what Brian Pillman has done and this is like a blood feud you know what I mean like he broke Pillman's fucking ankle and then he broke into his house and Pillman almost shot him we don't need yeah. to talk about where they played football at in college no that's what... <laughs> like I get doing it like if they're in an enhancement match or if it's their first couple matches in. But we don't, I don't need to know that Brian Pillman went to the University of Miami of Ohio every time he has a fucking match. I yeah. just don't. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, after all that, you got Pillman begging off, uh, you know, backing off. But Austin still attacks him again and hits him with a clothesline out of the court, which was a good thing to do. Uh, Pillman then breaks Austin's eyes to get out of the way. So Austin is now chasing after Pillman, but decides that rather than going after the man that he's resting in the rig to attack all the hearts who handcuffs to the ring. Well,
0: they're fucking standing in there, he might as well, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, he just starts beating them. So they're handcuffed and they're standing there. So I'm just going to punch yep.
1: him. Yep. And I wasn't aware that this was a no disqualification match. But yeah, obviously you know, there is some latitude given because Pill starts throttling Austin with a TV cable or something, and the ref doesn't do a thing about it.
0: Well Austin like and also like Pillman picks up a chair, right? He's gonna hit Austin yeah. a bit. Austin flings his forearm at him and just pops the chair back into Pillman's face and literally busts his nose open hard way. He's bleeding yep. everywhere out of his nose during this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's then, then after that Pillman started choking him with the with the with the cord. And yeah, nobody um <laughs> nobody getting disqualified in this thing, uh, but does it in the disqualification? <laughs> <laughs> But even Austin even (laughs) stuns the referee, and that's not the qualification.
1: No, no, that chair to the face, it was obviously, uh, as you say, done the hard way. And it obviously stunned because it was the only time that we got a chin lock in this whole match, the only time we got a rest hold in this whole match. And I think that was so that uh, Pilman could unscramble his brains.
0: It's like, fuck, I thought I was playing with the Bengals again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fuck what happened. Um Yeah, it was so I remember mean, this really felt like a struggle and a real grudge match. So it was it was fun to watch, especially in the middle of all this terrible tag team wrestling that I saw in the show. Um there was another part where like Pimlin was up on the top rope and Austin like caught him and he like picked him up like he was gonna suplex him, but then he just like dropped him, you know, balls first across the top rope, which I thought was really cool. Um yeah. The, the Austin stomping Pillman in the corner. The referee kind of gets in Austin's face. So Austin, of course, hits him with a stunner. And while the referee's down, Owen digs the key out of the referee's pocket because that's Owen Hart. Uh, yeah. yeah. He un, he, you know, unc- uncuffs himself. He gives the key to Neidhart, and The Nighthawk gives it to the Bulldog. They all get in the ring and start beating on Austin, which, of course, ends in the disqualification. And then Mankind, uh, Ken Shamrock, and Goldust <laughs> all come down to hit the ring uh, to fight off the Hearts. That's the other thing
1: is that uh, just before that, as well, uh, Pilman had brass knuckles. Oh, he yeah, and still, that wasn't disqualification. It took Owen to rob a dead referee,
2: <laughs> and
1: then the whole family start beating on Austin,
0: <laughs> yeah, we to uh, get he-
1: a disqualification.
0: To rob a dead referee, (laughs) that might be be one of my favorite lines in the show's history. That was great, thank you. Uh, it looks like uh (laughs) Austin's gonna sneak up on on Shamrock for another stunner, but Shamrock hits him with a suplex instead. Um, he Austin then takes Shamrock down, they start brawling. LOD comes out to try to break the guys up. Um, Gold Dust gets on the mic and he's kind of like, you know, we need. Five of our best to take on the Heart Foundation in Canada. And I think we've got five of the best right here. So what do you say for one night we'll go out there in Calgary and kick their asses? And Austin says, girl, Monsoon ain't going to let me do it by myself. So I'll be y'all's teammates for one night and one night only. So we've got our five to take yeah. on the five from the Heart Foundation in <laughs> Canada.
1: And that's where Survivor Series is full. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but no, not yet. This isn't a, this isn't an elimination match. one. It's just a five-on-five five tag team. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Glenn, it's time for the Super Soaker Rewind, because if you forgot, 15 seconds ago, Austin stunned a referee, just so you know.
1: Yes, yeah. Why didn't we have sunny spurts? I would rather add that than a Super Soaker Rewind.
2: We're they're going to they're gonna,
1: they're gonna plug Super Soakers. At least have her do something, rather than just have us see what we saw 10 seconds ago.
0: Yeah, it, at least the sunny sports was a fun segment, at least for this show. Are you still there? Did you freeze? Somebody's calling. Oh, you're here. i here. For you. No, I don't
1: know what happened there.
0: Okay, we're we're good to go. Definitely. Never, never. All right, Glenn, do you know what time it is after that match? It's Vader time? No, it can't be. No, it's not Vader time. It's motherfucking promo time for the 325th time tonight, Glenn. It's time for oh. a backstage promo.
2: With oh. the heart,
0: Foundation. Nation, we talk about what just happened in the goddamn match, and they're talking about uh, In Your House, and Owen says they're going <laughs> to destroy them. And Pillman says the Battle lions will be drawn in blood, and they're going to be walking into the dungeon at, Cal- at Calgary Stampede. Of course. Go, right. Then Sable comes down to the ring. She's also going to be a special guest ring announcer, apparently.
2: Well, that's something. talk
0: about this crowd up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, they also talk about like what happened with they're clearly building something with Marrow and Sable with some dissension there, and Mero playing like the jealous husband, you know what I mean? Are the jealous oh, boy yeah.
2: thing.
1: Yeah, we'll get a lot more of that her coming out scantily clad and him trying to cover her up before before long.
0: Which was a great heel turn for me because I hated Mark Merrill for that when I was a child. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was 14. Uh, what do you mean? I want to see boobs on 14. <laughs> <laughs> and then Glenn, I was, in, I
1: was in my 20s and I still wanted to see Boots.
0: Well, I, even in my 20s, I would have said the same thing, yeah. But I was, I was way more hyped up when I was 14. About yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I still i still like him to this day, but <laughs> yes, I like, I, like <laughs> I would say I liked him more when I was 14, probably because I'd never seen him before. That's probably why I liked him, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this show just took a weird turn. <laughs> Anyway, um, you probably know more about these next two fucking guys than I do because JR had a lot to say about them, but I don't know who the fuck these guys were. This looked like two jobbers from 1992.
1: <laughs> no, no, they're not. They are, um, probably number five in my list of all time great tag teams. They were known, Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers, for anybody that uh, and they were known as the Fantastics. Um, through wccw and uh nwa they were one of the top tag teams there with midnight express and rock and roll express
0: so like i've heard of the fantastics i've never really seen any any matches that i can remember and i definitely didn't remember either one of their names because to me i was like what why are we doing this who the fuck are these guys why are they on monday
1: this is this is Vince's effort of trying to build a cruiserweight division take one of the take one of the top tag teams in the world probably not by this time yeah at the late 80s early 90s one of the best tag teams in the world and had them fight each other
0: I guess for people who are aware of these guys and know of the tag team would probably be excited about this. And by no means was it a bad match because they did some pretty cool stuff and had some good timing. Um, It was probably one of the better matches on the show, but that's not saying anything.
1: But it only lasted two, two, well, just over two and a half minutes.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, super short match. But he did get like – the guy in the red trunks won. I'm not sure which one of those guys it was.
1: Um probably oh, uh no, it was, Tommy uh Rogers. Tommy, Rogers. Tommy Rogers won it.
0: He won it with an unprettier, which is like what Christian would go on to use in his career, which I don't I, I don't think I'd seen anybody use an unprettier in nineteen ninety seven up until that point. Uh
1: they didn't call it the unpretier back then because it had only ever been used in Japan. It was called the Tomikazi. That's
2: a good name. Hmm. Damn and I think it's
1: used. I think they used when the Fantastics were doing it's the tours of Japan, they used that as a finisher a lot.
0: Okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um then Sable gets into the ring, she's kind of waving to the fans, and Mark Merrow comes out there. Vince is acting like Mark's gonna come over and let us know he's gonna return to the World Wrestling Federation. But <laughs> he's just out here to take Sable to the back very sternly, not
2: happening. <laughs> yes.
1: Bring back Johnny B. Bad,
0: please. He said, and so he's just say, Do you understand? I used to be Johnny B. Bad. You didn't want to make me mad. I was pretty as a picture. I looked just like little Richard. I had a bad blaster, and now I'm a fucking wild man with a cut off fucking t shirt on, and nobody gives a fuck about me. If they only care about you. I hate my life.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> I hate my life.
1: Uh, talking about hating my life <laughs> or <laughs> hating my life. Brings us to our next tag team tournament round one match. Mm. Now, we have sung the praises of although it's a shallow pool of tag teams, they have some good tag teams around at this time. Yeah. So, what do they do to extend this? They stick Rob Van Dam. Now, who in their right mind, decides we're going to have this extreme guy come over at WCW, you know, leaps around, does everything spectacular. We're putting with the King.
0: It's like they didn't have enough tag teams. and They're like, well, I guess Jerry and Ari are going to have to be in this thing. And
1: it, it, at this point, Jerry King, Jerry the King Lawler must have had something in his contract that he, that he got so many matches a year. Because this is not the first time we've seen him just thrown into a match for no reason whatsoever. They threw
0: him into the fucking King of the Ring tournament for no reason. He had had one match. He was in the Royal Rumble for two seconds. And then they were like, oh, you should be in the King of the Ring tournament. Yeah. Get out there. Makes sense. Mm. Um, The best bit of this was they did like a pre-recorded promo with the headbangers. And they were like, oh, yeah, we were really happy to be in this tournament. It'd be really cool if we could win those tag team titles. They can hold up our skirts, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <It does. laughs> which brought Jr. to say Wanted to say that he wouldn't want his daughters to date the head the head, the head bankers. So uh, I wasn't surprised to hear it. Um, like if you had told someone that didn't know it, that knew RVD and knew Jerry the King of Lawler, and was like Jerry the King of Lawler once Jerry the King of Lawler and RVD tag team one time on fucking Monday Night Raw, you'd be like, "Fuck no, they didn't." Shut up.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Did you take shrooms today, man? That never happened. But I saw it with my own eyes, so it did happen. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, I just... And again,
1: it's not even a clean finish. Yes, they give the wind to the headbangers, but it takes bloody... Sandman. Yeah. To come in to interfere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, oh. of course, you know oh. uh, dreamer and and um this and paulie are in the crowd mm. um whatever the match is going on Shane Man comes out of nowhere he canes jerry lawler right in the nuts um then the headbangers they do like a so like they're on the top rope and the one picks the other one up in like a front suplex and like drops them on their opponent which is a really cool fucking move and mm. so they do that get the three count on lawler and so the headbangers will be moving on. And then we get a big brawl between RVD and Sandman. My favorite part of this is, is Paulie's got the kendo stick right, and he's holding the Sandman back, and he's going, No! We'll get sued! No! We'll get sued! <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: trust Paulie's... East-
0: <laughs> trust Paul Heyman to save the day. Yeah, I mean, he knows who's going to get sued. <laughs> Uh We then hear from Ahmed Johnson, The Undertaker, and Paul Bearer. Vince asks them if they're ready for the match. Ahmed says that they're born ready. Paul Bearer, you know, blah blah blah. You know, who's the captain of this team, Ahmed? You're going to listen to me just like The Undertaker yeah. listens to me. And Ahmed basically tells him, yeah. like, look, I respect him, but I don't care about you. And if he gets in my way, me and you are going to go one on one tonight. Basically, is what he tells The Undertaker.
2: Yep. <clears throat>
0: um. And so now we get to the match. Ahmed Johnson comes out first, and then The Undertaker, and then, Om- then Farouk comes out by himself. Mm. He gets uh, on the mic. And all on edge,
1: all over the edge seats, wondering who the next member of the nation could be.
0: Yeah, and so he announces that Kama Mustafa is the newest member of the Nation of Domination. If you don't know who Kama Mustafa is, ho! Oh! No, I don't mean Axel I saw Jim Duncan. I'm talking about the whole train. That's who Kamu Mustafa is. The pre- Supreme Fighting Machine, Papa Shango, Kamu Mustafa. Uh, we're all waiting for him to come you know, down the ramp. He does not He comes from the back, of course, and he attacks the Undertaker from behind. Um, not a lot to this match.
1: No. No. It was all about the end of the match, really. Um, it's just that everybody, uh, you know, the whole thing. JR was speculating rather than commentating on the match was speculating who it could be could it be Mr. Hughes,
0: could it be Butch Reed
2: no. they basically started
0: naming every African American wrestler yeah. they could think of basically yeah even the Junkyard Dog was yeah, Junkyard yeah. Dog still alive in 1997? I'm not sure uh, I, I maybe think he was, I think it was like I think it was
1: like 99 away. Right? Yeah, I think he may have been. I just
0: want I just wanted him I just wanted it to be ridiculous that they named somebody who wasn't even living anymore.
2: Yeah, really
0: funny. Bobo Brazil, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking Yeah, so that, that made me laugh too. They're just throwing out Mr. Hughes, maybe he'll be the any, any African American wrestler they could pick up.
2: Um,
0: so, so we get down to it eventually. Ahmed Johnson has some words of Paul Bear on the outside of the ring, and he like shoves him to the ground. And yeah, then so Kama like hit some like weird suplex too on the Undertaker for the three count, yeah. which I didn't expect, expect that to happen. I did not see that.
1: No, coming. no, neither did I. <laughs> but thinking about it, what we know now if the Undertaker was going to do a job for anybody, it would be him.
0: Yeah, he didn't he wouldn't have a problem putting his friend over. Yeah, especially yeah. when his friend's just returning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. After the match, the, the nation starts attacking the Undertaker. Ahmed seems to have chased him off, so the nation leaves the ring. Ahmed's kind of standing over the undertaker. It looks like he's gonna help him up, although it's kind of not a nice way to help somebody up, usually by their hair. No. <laughs> That kind of gave it away for me. When he started helping him up by his hair, I was like, well, he's probably going to Pearl River plunge him. But they acted like, oh, look at him, nice guy, helping him up by his hair. And she's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my friend's called out, he's like, grab their hair. Hey, I can come up. And <laughs> uh, of course, picks Undertaker up, hits a Pearl River plunge on him, leaves the ring, and now after battling the nation of domination for what seems like ever, Ahmed Johnson is now the newest member of the nation of domination.
1: Basically that's because fruit couldn't find another african american gentleman to join.
0: I mean uh, apparently all those guys they named must have been busy. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> retired. I had forgotten that Ahmed Johnson ever joined the nation. So, I don't know that's how long be... this lasts for. No. Not very long cuz I
1: he gets he gets really badly injured not long after this. So it would have been it would have been interesting to see on where it would have went. As a how uh, long
0: uh, would have take before Ron Simmons killed him?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard, I heard Bruce Pritchard say that. You know, uh, Ahmed didn't discriminate. He would hurt himself just as much as he hurt everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a hilarious line.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you're yeah, going to be
1: unsafe, it. unsafe for everybody, including yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, who knew, Glenn, the newest member of the nation the domination was going to be Big T from Harlem yes. He would later go on to be Big T in the Harlem Heat. That's why I said that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway that is that is that's a wrap for the episode the um june 16th episode of monday night Raw. glenn who do we gotta plug before we get out of here uh we'll
1: give a shout out to the the guys um utt apologies for not getting it all sorted for this weekend but we will be catching up with you very soon uh dc doc at ddc wrestling um Andy, Bang Bang Podcast is coming back with his original co-host, Steve, at some point. And also, they're recording at the moment, or getting ready to record the next series of the Doctor Who podcast. So keep your ears open for that as well.
0: It's the Doctor Who podcast with Danny like and <laughs> um, Yeah, we will do the thing with the UTT guys. We will re-get, get that rebooked. I know we talked about that, but I had some real-life situations happen. And I wasn't able to, uh, wasn't able to do that. But we will reschedule, and we will watch some Les Kellert. We've got to. We need to see it.
1: We will. We need it in our
0: lives. Make sure you check out the life, and uh, I don't know shit. The life and times of Psycho City, If you haven't already, best to watch it on YouTube. But you can listen on wherever you get your podcasts on whatever app you listen to your podcast. Uh,
1: if you look, if you like watching jobbers die, definitely watch it on YouTube.
0: If, yes, absolutely. If you want to see Jabber just be murdered, then check it out on YouTube 100%. Make sure you check out AWI Pod Worldwide. This week, we, of course, watched Halloween Havoc 1991. I think we're going to finish it up this Friday, too. It's only going to be a two-parter because of a, couple, a few of the matches we have to skip because they're be going too good for our tastes.
2: Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. We, we don't want to see Steve Austin versus the natural Dustin Rhodes. Sorry.
1: No. <laughs> no, we'd we'd find we'd find other mischief to get up to if we had it on There'd be no nobody'd <laughs> be rapping
0: to... is what would happen yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah no nobody would actually know what was going on in the room because we'd talk about anything else
0: yeah so be on be on the lookout for that uh that the part one is out now part two will be out this uh coming week in coming sunday and uh, I got something special, I think, in mind for November. I think we're going to watch an old wrestling uh pay-per-view. I glad you may have remembered this one, the WWF Wrestling Challenge. Do you remember this pay-per-view? Okay, so it's it's a one-night <laughs> tournament, a one-night 16-man single-elimination tournament, and lots of short matches and a lot of interesting characters. And I think it's gonna be a hoot for us to watch it. So I think it's going to be well,
2: yeah, it, was that.
0: it was in 1984 it was right after the very first wrestlemania
1: that is probably why i didn't know about it then yeah cuz sky didn't have well sky wasn't around in
2: 1985
0: so right i mean i was
1: I, I was only barely aware of wrestling your side of the atlantic at that time
0: yeah so it's a it, it's 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 very interesting cuz it's it's pure 80s wwf which is always yeah. good I thought we'd do a little change of pace. It took place in the month of November, so I thought it would be a good change of pace, and so we could do that in November
2: because so oh, I yes. have never
0: watched it either. But I've looked at the card, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that is AWI Pod material right there." <laughs> good. <laughs> that is AWI Pod material right there. So I think that's it, Glenn. I we plugged I it so. all, didn't we? Yep. Well, nope, we forgot one. Make sure you check out Sports Wire Radio, and make sure you give our buddy Thomas Price the follow. On all the social media platforms, it's 2017 on Twitter. I refuse to call it the other thing that it's called, and it's 2020 on Instagram and Threads. Make sure you check out the fourth row radio. Make sure you check out everything that Thomas Bryce is doing. That's it. That's all. It's now. It's time for Glenn to say goodbye. Goodbye.